Listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. Continuing our continuing our international series today, we head to Ethiopia, and today we're talking with the Reverend Mark Raby, serving the Lord in Ethiopia. Pastor Raby, thanks for being our guest. Thank you. It's a joy to be with you. It's been a while since we've connected. I, what has it been? A whole year, maybe. Just oh. about, yeah, maybe just wow. a little over. Yes. Yeah. So so tell us about where you get to serve the Lord. Tell us about uh, where you get to serve in Ethiopia. Uh, I serve in Ethiopia, uh, Addis Ababa, the capital city. About 5 million uh, people live there. Uh, I work with the Ethiopian Evangelical Church Mkani Jesus uh, at their seminary. Uh, it's about a 11 million member uh, church body, and uh, I teach at one of their five seminaries, their main seminary in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. That is, I think, I think we forget or we don't realize how large the church body is there in Ethiopia. Can you tell us a little bit more about the, the Makana Jesus uh, church body? Well, um, they continue to grow thanks to their missionary zeal. Um, I serve at one of their five seminaries. They have uh, four other regional seminaries scattered throughout Ethiopia. And uh, my main task there is to teach uh, uh, at the master's level and also the bachelor's level uh, pastors and and uh, teachers for their church. Um, so it's really exciting to work with them. Uh, they have an international mission society, so they've even sent missionaries to other parts of Africa. So they have quite a missionary heart, uh, not only for uh, Ethiopia, uh, but also uh, beyond their borders. Tell us about the students uh, at the seminary. Who do you actually get to teach? Uh, many of my students uh, at the bachelor's level, uh, some of them may already have been pastors for many years because in uh, in Africa, often the case is uh, uh, you have uh, usually someone who has a diploma uh, or even a certificate, they become a pastor. Sometimes they're even an evangelist and then move on and become a pastor. And then by the time they come to the seminary, they may have a few years under their belt. Uh, I teach at the bachelor's level. Uh, and then the master's level tends to be... Uh, uh, those who have been pastors for many years or even someone the equivalent of like a, um, a district president uh, uh, and those kinds of levels. So it just varies. Um, but I also have at least uh, over my time, I've I've taught uh, students who have come from Guinea-Bissau, which is in West Africa, and they're a Portuguese speaking country. Uh, I've also taught uh, a number of students who have come out of Islam, converted to Christianity. And so it's it's really exciting uh, to teach at these various levels and uh, uh, a variety of students who have come uh, from different parts of Africa as well and different backgrounds coming to Christ uh, from an, a Muslim culture. Wow. So you've really got to, you've gotten to interact with students from a variety of, of different backgrounds and uh, get to to know them and engage in conversation with them. Tell us about the community where, and the, and the culture of the people where not only at the seminary, but in, in the community where uh, you have live, where you live and uh, what you've been learning about that culture. Well, a lot of, um, and Addis is a big city, like any other big city, um, many cars, very busy, smoggy. Um, and so it's, uh, it's a busy city. Um, but, uh, uh, 
cultural-wise, I mean, Ethiopia has over 83 different languages, so you can imagine there are many different cultures uh, that uh, surround those different languages. Um, the majority uh, language is, uh, is Aromafa, which is the, also the majority people group, and uh, many of the Makani Yesus come from, from that background, um, and they live... Uh, most of them are either to the southern part of Ethiopia or to the western part of Ethiopia, and uh, but but culturally, uh, you know, Ethiopian culture. We just uh, before we left, we had Easter on May fourth, uh, I think it was, and mm. so you know we follow the Julian calendar, so mm -hmm. uh, we uh, we have Easter more with in line with the Eastern uh, Church, and uh, you know we also have the Julian calendar, so we're seven years behind the rest of the world. So whenever I'm in Ethiopia, I'm seven years younger, which is pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, a lot of the culture, I mean, I learned a lot of my culture uh, experience. Uh, initially, it was in language school. But uh, when we sit down and have coffee with the students uh, during the, uh, uh, either we have a break in between one of my uh, four-hour classes, we'll go and take coffee. And we have a chance to sit down and uh, talk about culture and what's going on in their lives and, and their ministry, since uh, uh, there are at least a handful of my MA1 students, uh, I have 30 uh, that are in master's, uh, the MA1 program, master of arts program. And uh, a number of them come in a highly, uh, from a highly Muslim context. And so to hear their challenges, others come from a context where uh, as uh, uh, Makani Yesus, a Lutheran background, um, the majority uh, are might be uh, of uh, orthodox background. So there's those uh, different uh, experiences that they share with me in the classroom, and especially during time uh, of taking coffee, that we can uh, uh, talk theology and hear about uh, their mission opportunities. Um, but that's where I get to learn a lot of the culture is is sitting down and having coffee and and discussing with my students and getting to know them. Um, I also mentioned that we just had Easter, so one of my students invited uh, my wife and I and uh, my colleague Eric Stanett and his wife Johanna over for uh, a meal after the Easter service. So, you know, we got to have injera and uh, tibs and different uh, foods that the Ethiopians usually eat uh, when they celebrate Easter, especially dorawat, which is uh, a spicy uh, chicken dish uh, that is that's something you have on a holiday. Um, it's it's like turkey in America on Thanksgiving. Mm. <laughs> Who are some of the other people that you uh, that you teach alongside with at the seminary? You mentioned some of these relationships that you've been able to build. Who are some of those other other people that you've gotten to know well? Um, I mean, I work with uh, Reverend Eric Stanett. He's uh, another LCMS missionary that we actually both of our families deployed together. Um, and have been at Addis Ababa at the seminary for over five years now. Uh, we do have other mission organizations that, that are there, uh, either from Sweden or Finland, uh, Denmark. Um, so they have some professors that are there, or they are just uh, serving in a different capacity. Um, one of, we live on a, a missionary campus uh, or a street within the campus, and we have uh, uh, Sweden and Finland and America, uh, all represented on that street. Um, and one of my colleagues uh, uh, is actually working with their their international mission society, and and he serves with the the Swedish church. So we really have an international community uh, that that we get to work together and and uh, in the work there in Ethiopia. 
I can't believe Sarah missed the opportunity to ask this question as you were talking about culture. Okay. I, I think you mentioned coffee about six yes. times. Yes. And <laughs> and this is the coffee hour, so I have to it's ask. I, I have to ask a question about the coffee since it sounds like it's an important part of the culture. Yes. There, how, yes. how much of how much is coffee a part of the culture? It it is. Uh, I mean. If you go over to someone's house, uh, kind of like in Japan, you have a tea ceremony. In Ethiopia, a uh, coffee ceremony is very important. So uh, if you go over to someone's house, they will have a coffee ceremony where they will actually hand grind the coffee and then cook it in what's uh, called a jebana, uh, which is a special uh, Ethiopian coffee pot over charcoal. And then you will have coffee. And of course, since you know there's a Christian influence in Ethiopia, you don't just have one or two, but you have to have three cups cups of coffee, you know, uh, 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 and each of those cups of coffee have different names. One of them is the cup of blessing or baraka. I forget the other names, but it, it is a central thing. So uh, whenever, you know, it's not, you don't take a tea break. In Kenya, you take a tea break tea break, but in Ethiopia, you take a coffee break. And so it's, it's a, a very important part of the culture. Um, you know, they even uh, say that coffee was discovered in Ethiopia. So it's, it's a big deal. Ethiopian coffee is my favorite at yeah. the top of my single origin list. <laughs> it's mine too. You know, I, I, uh, I've become almost a coffee snob after living in Ethiopia. Nothing compares <laughs> to Ethiopian coffee. <laughs> I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> what has what has the last year been like uh, for you? I know we've checked in with you a, a while ago. Um, what what uh, how has the, the the seminary and and the community there? How have they kind of weathered that storm uh, over the last year? Well, in Ethiopia, I, I think we had a great bit more freedom than many of you all have. Um, initially, um, when we when COVID became a, a worldwide pandemic. It was just before um, Easter last year, if I remember right. And uh, we sent the students home for Easter break. And uh, many of them thought they were coming back, but uh, they didn't. We uh, uh, continued to have the schools closed. And so um, some of us, uh, like my colleague and I, we just sent them home with their final exams. And, and uh, uh, they did their courses online. And what I mean by online is they just emailed uh, the results of their paper or, or their final exam uh, when they were done. They emailed what they had written. Uh, the idea of um, a Zoom call or uh, doing anything face-to-face -face on the Internet was just not possible because many students live three, 400 miles away from Addis. They might even have to go an hour, um, an hour to a local um internet cafe even just to send their their results or their um, exam back to us so it, it was a big challenge um and so we were we were locked uh we were apart during that time uh we weathered through the summertime and then we actually started up in september and we actually had classes face to face this whole academic year um although the class periods were cut in half and uh, everybody was masked up and social distance, but we were blessed uh, actually for compared to the rest of uh, the African field, with the exception of Kenya, uh, we didn't we were able to have classes. Um, we are able to continue on teaching just uh, at a reduced amount of time in the classroom. So it was it was a real blessing. Um, we uh, we still have masks, have to wear masks in uh, uh, in Addis Ababa uh, whenever you go uh when you're on campus or when you go outside uh, uh, on the streets of Addis, you, you still have to wear a mask. So 
And I think that's still continuing uh, to this point. Earlier, I think you mentioned a four-hour class. Did you mean a four-credit hour class or a class that meets for four hours? <laughs> yes. Um, we have a different system uh, in, in Africa. So if you do have a four-credit hour class, you do meet once a week for four, uh, four hours. So I teach a two-credit hour class, so that would be for two hours, and a four-credit hour class that we, you know, we have class for four hours. So that's why we have an appropriate coffee break about midway through, because <laughs> I meet <laughs> yeah. in the afternoon uh, after lunch, and uh, about two o'clock, they're ready for a cup of coffee. So, so yeah, that's, that's typical of uh, because of the influence of the British model uh, upon education. So you meet once a week, uh, and uh, whatever credit hours, that's the number of hours you teach. Fascinating. Yeah. Are, are there other things about the the structure of education there that that you've learned uh, learned to embrace, or that that you find unique or different from uh, how we approach education here in the states? Um, I mean, there is a different style of learning. Um, it's much more of an, uh, uh, the older model where you would uh, you would memorize. Um, uh, you may not have access to textbooks uh, like we do in the United States. Uh, sometimes. Uh, we might have uh, PDF copies, um, or uh, uh, we have one, two or three on hold in the library, and the students can check those out. Um, but uh, you know, we we have quite the luxury here in the United States where we can uh, we can have our own textbook, our own books, and so you know uh, that's often a challenge is is getting books. But one of the blessings that I have uh, is some of the materials I use. You know, Lutheran Heritage Foundation has printed like the Book of Concord or a small catechism. So I have access to those because they are over there in Ethiopia or Kenya. So that's quite a blessing to me and a, and a great help. But that's one of the biggest, I think the biggest uh, challenges in all my experience that I've had, um, not only uh, in Ethiopia or in Kenya or my colleagues as well as actually having textbooks for their students. We have more to learn about life uh, serving the Lord in Ethiopia with the Reverend Mark Raby. We'll continue this conversation in just a moment. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today we're talking with the Reverend Mark Raby, serving the Lord in Ethiopia. Uh, it, it, we've been learning about uh, the the, um, the seminary life and and what you get to teach and how you get to serve the Lord in Ethiopia. Uh, tell us more about what family life is like for you. And I know that uh, with some of the, the challenges this year, not being able to to get out and explore and, and do those types of things. But what has family life been like for the Raby family in Ethiopia? Well, I mean, uh, we homeschool. So uh, 
<clears throat> that's uh, much of it went on the same. Um, we also have uh, a homeschool cooperative attached to one of the international schools, Bingham Academy. And so we were used to having sports and uh, my daughters and uh, youngest son play sports. Um, and so we weren't able uh, to do sports this last year uh, due to COVID. So that that's like the highlight. Uh, my girls uh, play track uh, and also, or they run track and also uh, play uh, soccer, or as my youngest son says, it's football. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, you know, you got to say it properly. It's football, not soccer. Um, but uh, so that was a challenge for them. Um, my oldest daughter uh, just started, uh, she's uh, just finished her 11th grade year. Uh, she was going to Bingham Academy, which is an international school. It used to be the old missionary school in Addis Ababa, but now it's uh, there are many more uh, Ethiopians as well as missionary kids. Uh, so she, she for her, it was is a bit of a challenge because they would go for half days. But they did get to go, unlike many schools here in the U.S. Um, she did get to go uh, for half days. They'd have to wear masks and social distance. But And then in the afternoon, she would come home and, and uh, find out what her homework was for the, the classes uh, that she couldn't do face-to-face. -face. They had kind of a rotation model. So you would go some days with your face-to-face -face class and other days uh, online. So that was, but it was her first time uh, actually in a school and then having COVID, but at least she got to go. So we thank God for that. Um, but uh, I mean, otherwise, you know, we have uh, four mission, five missionary homes and much of our life was, uh, you know, uh, visiting with our, our other colleagues uh, who are up and down the street. And uh, the biggest, I think the biggest kind of challenge was not being able to, uh, uh, to get out much because the initial lockdown, I mean, like everybody else, she didn't go anywhere. And so mm -hmm. that was that was a challenge. But we still continued with school because we homeschooled. So we were allowed or able to do uh, those kinds of things that we would normally do. It's just the hardest thing, I think, for me and my colleague, if I were to shift thinking about at the seminary, when suddenly you're not teaching and your main role is to serve at the seminary <laughs> and mm -hmm. teach and you can't be in a classroom, uh, you kind of just feel like you're sitting on your hands and you can't do what you've been called to do. But uh, mm -hmm. so that was a challenge for us, um, mm -hmm. uh, at least for me and my, my colleague, not actually, well, all my colleagues who would be in the classroom. Uh, that was a big challenge. Sure. Uh, what is the outlook like now? Uh, now that we're a year later, we've gotten through some things at least. Uh, what is what is life is, is life going back to some semblance of of a normal ish uh, kind of thing now? <laughs> yeah, you know, much of it is getting back to normal. Currently, Ethiopia will have elections on the twenty first of, of uh, June, so we want to keep them in prayer. Uh, that country as they uh, have their elections, uh, but uh, you know, we have our our uh, our graduation is uh, in uh, another week at Makaniesu, so they will have their graduation. So that's an exciting thing to have the culmination of the year and and have graduation um, for all those students who have worked so hard uh, over the years. Uh, but uh, you know some new things, at least at the seminary, uh, beginning this summer they'll. They're going to have some exp expanded programs like a master's of theology and also some summer programs. So it's beginning to be life as as usual. There's still masks and uh, social distancing, but it's it's beginning to lessen uh, much more.
How would you say the the Lord is providing in the midst of all the challenges you've been facing? You know, how are things continuing to grow and and move forward? Well, I can think at least as as missionaries, uh, we have been very blessed by God's people um, uh, throughout the pandemic and even to today. And in that they have been very generous in their support. And uh, that really has been a blessing because, you know, everything could have just kind of stopped. uh, But God's people continue to be generous. Um, uh, I know. through the pandemic, I, I was also getting uh, at least got. I remember one email in particular from um, uh, from a school uh, where they had sent letters of encouragement for for us uh, and uh, for our family, and so that that was a great blessing um, uh, to be able to receive that and be encouraged. Um, but you know, uh, God's people continue to provide and enable us to uh, to serve in the field and. Um, because of their generosity, we're able to be there, uh, be there, their their hands and their voices uh, in the places in which God has called us to be. What is the, the outlook for the students? Uh, what's what's uh, on the horizon? Anything uh, exciting to look forward to for the students that are at the seminary? Well, for many of the students, uh, you know, for those who are graduating, they get to move on. Uh, they get to. Uh, uh, some of them may have already been pastors. Some will uh, go back to their parish and serve there uh, in that uh, in that place. Um, and uh, I know there are you know many challenges uh, in Ethiopia, uh, and, and so for them to be further equipped uh, theologically to be able to apply what they've learned um, uh, to their particular context. Uh, and having, you know, whether it be four years or two years for the master's uh, of sitting down and, and being able to, to, to work out theology and then also uh, do it uh, in a practical way and um, a deep way then to apply that to the particular context in which they serve. I know uh, Islam is, is, is spreading in Ethiopia. Um, there's also the need, great need for reconciliation as uh there are challenges between different people groups. So, um, you know, I'm excited as we just finished up a academic year and I, I was able to uh, re- review uh, at least uh, three uh, master's thesis and to see, you know, the engagement they have in theology and uh, the place in which they serve and how they can better uh, serve their people and their their greater community. Um, it's really encouraging. Uh, that's kind of the highlight. As I mean, as a teacher, to be able to see uh, see the the ahas of the students and uh, uh, how they apply it to their uh, their context. How can we follow your story and continue to learn how the Lord is using you in Ethiopia? Well, certainly, I mean, uh, lcms.org slash Raby is where, uh, you know, our, our giving page is. Uh, I don't have Facebook, unfortunately, because of where we're at, um, but I do send a regular newsletter out. And, uh, um, you know, that's that's one of the ways in which uh, uh, we do send out what's going on. I think Mission Central has uh, uh, their website and you can find our web, our uh, regular newsletter there as well um i wish i was you know if i was on facebook or those other things but my context doesn't allow me to do that so (laughs) i can't share those things (laughs) but pray for us and keep us in your prayers indeed indeed thank you we will we will our guest today the reverend mark raby serving the lord in ethiopia pastor raby thanks so much for being our guest on the coffee hour thank you it's been a joy to be with you again 
You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.